We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. One we are willing to postpone. And one we have to win. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The Welcome back into another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here exclusively on the Apollo Podcast Network, a part of Apollo HOU. I am one of your co-hosts, Brian Lalima, joined with the one, the only Apollo Dez. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790 and at Apollo Dez1. And of course, for all of your content needs, follow us on Twitter at Apollo HOU, at Apollo HOU on Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, YouTube, Twitter, check us out on Facebook, and of course, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Apollo H-O-U, and Dez, the Astros take down the Arlington Rangers in game one, it's a wild walk-off winner, you were there, let's dive right into it, how was it at the game, that 10th and 11th inning? We're a little uh, a little sketchy to say the least, and then they the Astros the good guys finally get a victory on a wild pitch walk off. Uh, it was it was absolutely wild. the The game itself had a great atmosphere to it. Uh, energy was there. The fans brought it. Obviously, when it's the Rangers Astros, there's going to be that. Uh, but the game itself, it, it was just one of those weird games. We had I, I was staring at I was staring at the at the scoreboard. I was telling uh, our friends JJ and Freddie. I was like. How the hell is it tied up right now? It's three to three. They got four hits to our 11 and all four of those Rangers hits were like in the first two innings. And we're here sitting here at 11 PM. We're sweating out this, this bullshit extra inning rule. And I don't know what's going to happen. I was like, we're, we're trying to find every single way, ways to figure out how to lose this game. And sure enough, the, we figured out how to win a game and Miles Straw. Speed kills, hard 90s, run a dirt ball perfectly. And that's what you do. I mean, Chaz had a one-two count. He was battling up there. Uh, and a little dirt ball got away from the catcher. And, and Straw did what Straw should have done. And that's read that dirt ball and, and take home plate. So uh, energy was great. Game was great. Fans were great. It was all around just a great day. So my, my question for you is, as you were there, were there a lot of Rangers fans or no? Because it didn't seem like it on the broadcast. Now, we were doing uh, the Lalima Lounge on our Apollo HOU Twitch channel. I had a Ribbit Roughneck and producer David screaming at each other uh, about different arguments of Shohei Otani or Garrett Cole, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't really get to hear a lot of the audio from Blummer and, and TK, but it didn't really seem like there was a lot of uh, Ranger fans that, that... I don't know if... Maybe it's just... Maybe we're spoiled because the Astros fan base travels so well. Um, I don't know. Were there Rangers fans or no? I'm sure a few, but was it overwhelming or? Yeah, it wasn't overwhelming at all. I, I think it was more of um, a, a small contingent for a Thursday night. A lot of the Ranger fans were wearing the white jersey, so it kind of blended and meshed with the Astros white uh, uniforms that the people were wearing. But uh, energy-wise and, and loudness, I was I was kind of making my rounds the early innings when the Rangers were, were 
actually having really good at bats and, and put some numbers on on Javier early on. Uh, I was up at the Ultra Lounge uh, with the Shark, one of our one of our good friends on on Twitter that supports Apollo. I was with him for those few innings, and then make my rounds to like where the old Torchies was. So I wasn't around home plate then, like I was later in the game. So I didn't really hear that energy. Um, obviously, it was all Astros when I was down there in the late innings. So uh, fan wise, it was a small showing. Yeah, that's typical. The Arlington Rangers suck. So does their fan base. I mean, you look at the box score for the game and Christian Javier kind of got touched up a little bit. Gives up a leadoff home run to start the game. First pitch, solo bomb. And then in the second, he gave up a run. And in the third, he gave up a run. But after that, he settles in and the Rangers don't score a run for the rest of the the freaking game. And then obviously uh, in the second inning, Jose Altuve had a, a, a three-run double that puts the Astros ahead. Uh, Rangers tied in the, I'm sorry, yeah, Rangers tied in the third. And then both, both squads were held scoreless up until the 11th inning. And then, of course, with the, uh, that stupid-ass extra inning rule, yeah. <laughs> I said this last night on the lounge. Have you played slow-pitch softball? I, I know you have. You I have. have. So maybe not in league nights, but in tournament ball uh, that a lot of guys play in and women, men's, women's, co-ed, they have a one pitch rule in their extra innings. Okay, this is adult slow pitch softball. They start with a runner at second and it's a one it's a one pitch at bat, but they start with the runner at second. Essentially, the same rule applies for major league baseball where the best talent of baseball players in the world plays and in extra innings, a runner starts at second base. It's so stupid. It's, it's bad. It's, it's bad. And <clears throat> I, I like, honestly, I, I blogged about it earlier today. I've always hated the rule. I think everyone hates the rule. I don't, I think Bob Manfred is the only one that likes the rule. And I'm more impressed with, our bullpen, Ryan. And yes, yeah. they've been a punching bag a bit for the fan base. And sometimes it's warranted, sometimes it's not. But last night, Ryan yeah. Stanek, Presley, Abreu, Brooks Rayleigh, I believe, was that? I'm not giving that. Four innings, no hits, no runs, and six strikeouts. Yeah. That'll fucking do. Yeah. St- and that's with, that's with two of the guys... Abreu and Rayleigh starting an inning with a runner on second base. Yeah. And and you talk about Stanek. Stanek comes in in the eighth and he struggles. Yeah. The command wasn't there and he two battled walks. through it. Yeah. Two walks. The ba- He battles. He gets out of it. The Astros get a little momentum back. Then you pass the ball to Ryan Presley. Ryan Presley comes in and he's Ryan an Presley's been, he's been absolutely filthy this he's year so far. Filthy. So you go into extra innings. Brian Abreu struggles a little bit. Battles gets out of it. Gets out. Bregman pulls a rabbit out of his hat. Oh, I thought it was gonna be a triple play. The per the out of everything that could have happened, that is the most perfect thing to happen. A ground ball to third base, backhand play, check the runner at third, turn it. Altuve with a phenomenal turn gets it over. Double play. That changes changed the whole inning. The whole, look, the whole game. We the talked whole game. about it. We talked about it on this pod momentum on the field and it shifted right there it, right there the rangers their their win they have bases loaded no outs and extras 
And I was sitting in the stands. I was like, hey, I'll trade two outs for one run right here. They can get that run in. We'll take a double play and we'll get like, that's fine. Let's 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 then get the next guy. And we got a double play and didn't give up a run because not only was a great play by Briggs, heads up by Altuve to be at second base for the turn because easily he could have he could have stepped on third, went to across the diamond. Right. Uh, But no, around the horn, they get a double play that essentially took the life out of the Rangers sales. I mean, we talked about it and the momentum in game is such a key thing. And that's what happened there with the Rangers. And so, and then once again, I I have to say it because I've been critical of Brooks Raley on the timeline and blogs on the podcast. Brooks Raley in the last two the last two appearances has looked phenomenal. He his confidence is there. He yep. pitched his dick off last night, and I'm excited. Like I, I, I yes, I've been critical. Hand up, it's been warranted, but it's always there for him to bounce back, and that's what he's doing in the last two starts. And I'm I'm happy for the kid because and it. it he pitched his dick off and he got the win last night. Yeah, and and speaking of Brooks Raley, he's been the punching bag of the bullpen. It's no secret. We talked about him uh, on the podcast and it's on not Beyond his the fault. Diamond. Exactly. That's that's what that's what I was going to get into. It, we talked about a little bit of overusage, but the last two outings he's had, it's been situations that benefit him. Last night, lefty, 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 and he's just spinning sliders. Throwing slider after slider after slider. Got guys ass out, throwing hands at it. Not going to come close to touching those pitches. Dotting pitches up on the outer half against the lefty on lefty. That's where we see peak Brooks Raley. And he looked damn good last night. He ended up getting the win in that ballgame. He got the win and he pitched his ass off. High leverage situation. He comes in and it was like it was no thing. Ain't no thing for Brooks Raley last night. That's what we saw. And I tweeted it out. The the glove, the glove, uh, the glove smack, the fist pump. The fist it gets pump? me it gets me bricked up. Dude. And I, I it was is. bricked up in the stadium watching the watching the fist pump. <sighs> but, yeah, I we mean, saw we saw you from what it looked like. You were choosing violence down down from the uh club level looking down. I don't know what was going on. You were just talking to a couple of your boys, but uh yeah. that video, you can find that on our on Apollo, Apollo HOU. I mean, look. It's weird going to games and people noticing me. I will never get over that. It's really cool. I appreciate it. I love interacting with everyone that supports Apollo. So, like, come chill with us whenever you see us at the games. But that video was from... That was an inside hit job. Because the video essentially yeah. started from Big Wave Dave, who's yeah, our Big friend. Wave Dave. And acted like he was a casual fan and didn't know, like, we weren't friends. And then it caught fire on the timeline. Now I'm catching strays from randos. And so, I uh, appreciate that, Big Wave Dave. You know, you give Big Wave Dave an inch and he takes a mile. A mile. A mile. You, you selfish son of a bitch. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, hell, you know, of a, hell of a win. A hell of a first game win. They got three more. Um, they got a, a sweep here would be phenomenal. So I'm not yeah, going to promise great. anything because that never happens well for me on these predictions. So I'm just looking forward for Friday night start. Yeah, and, and just to, to wrap up, uh, game one against uh, the Rangers, you had, I don't know what the hell that was, but uh, <laughs> this, I don't know if we're going to post this video, but if you're listening to this podcast, I can see Dez right now because we're on a Zoom call. He's messing with the rubber band and I think he's shooting tweeties 
if you remember that from middle school and uh, maybe freshman, sophomore year of high school. But that's neither here nor there. It's fine. Um, the way the Astros won it, Miles Straw got the last out in the 10th. Uh, he comes out and is the runner to start the 11th on second base. Scampers gets over to third. Then you have a ball and dirt on a one-two count. Obviously, with the speed that Miles Straw has, it, it, to me, it was a better read than the actual speed aspect of things because Correct. ball and dirt is all about the read. All about you have your to first read two steps. It. Absolutely. And he got a great jump. He was able to scamper home. Uh, Astros win it. Crazy way to end it. Uh, but that's so Arlington of Arlington. So the Rangers are going to Ranger. Okay. And then if you look out in the bullpen, if Miles Straw doesn't score or the Astros don't score, they would have gone to. Andre Scrub. Scrub would have had the 12th inning, and I'm sure everyone knows that's listening to this. We've got Andre Scrub coming on with us. Andre! I'm ready for it. That's going to be segment two. This guy's being dudes in segment two. Look forward to it. That's right around the corner. Astros win game one of the Lone Star series against the Arlington Rangers 4-3 in a wild pitch walk-off winner brooks Rayleigh looked dominant in his inning pitched in extra innings good for him right because he's he's just been getting bodied on the timeline yeah and i so, I, I don't think brooks is on on twitter and he's looking at all, all smart all man. his trolls but it's got to just feel good confidence wise to go out there and and produce at the level he expects himself to produce at. so happy yeah to Happy for him and then happy for Dusty Baker because yeah. Dusty Baker trusts him with everything right everything. now. He's his so, guy. Hey, look, e- either way, hey, Astros get the win. But we got our guy, Andre Scrub. We got him. Andre Scrub. Hey, call, call the pin. We want the, we want, we want the guy. Sheesh. Sheesh. Right around the corner after this break, Andre Scrub joins me and Apollo Dez. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know if we're going to talk about his wagon. I don't know if uh, we're going to ask him baseball questions. I don't know. You just got to stay tuned because he's coming on the pod with us next. What do you think? How do you think it's going to go? I mean, this guy's being dudes hanging out. Bad boys of podcasting with Andre Scrub. That's it. Don't go anywhere. Segment two is on the way. Andre Scrub, one of the Astros pitchers, joins us next. Stick with us here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Coming back after this break here on the Apollo Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to segment two of Beyond the Diamond podcast here on the Apollo HOU podcast network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez here. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790 and at Apollo Dez1. And of course, you can find all of our content at Apollo HOU on Twitter, YouTube. Uh, like, subscribe, resubscribe to our Twitch channel as well. And we are joined with one of the Astros pitchers, Andre Scrub. Andre, thank, thank you for taking the time. Um, we really appreciate it. And you guys are fresh off of a win, a walk-off win against the Arlington Rangers. 
uh, last night was a pretty uh, pretty wild from your vantage point to see uh, Miles Straw scamper home on a on a wild pitch to win it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was warming up in the bullpen, so uh, he uh, he saved me some bullets last night. So it was definitely good to see Miles uh, sprinting uh, to the finish. And uh, you know, I, me personally, I guess when we talk about the extra innings, you know, extra innings set, the extra inning rule to me is absolutely ridiculous what what do you I mean I know you're you're a pitcher but what's it like coming in in an extra inning game and you automatically have a guy at second base um it's definitely different uh it's one of those things that it's taken a long time you know I've only had two years to get used to it but it's one of those things where it's 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 definitely different it's not it's not something you expect but I mean you know you got to give and give uh give and give and take and when it comes to negotiating and all that stuff so I I mean I see where their point of view is coming from. I see where our point of view is coming from, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Des and I are on the same side as you are. So uh, we can just, we can just leave it. I mean, it is what it is. Right. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, I mean, the, I guess what they want is engagement and people talking about it and games ending quicker. I mean, like every single day, it seems like we're complaining about the, the we're on Twitter complaining about the, the rule and we're complaining about, hey, you know, it's almost like a leadoff double, essentially. And now their pitchers are pitching out of this this crap situation. And it's kind of chaos on both sides because now, like last night, I was there at the game and I was like, OK, I was kind of thinking through. It was like if they scratch. It's almost you have to think they're going to scratch one because, you know, one little poke, they, they're going to score and run and score in position. I was like, shoot, we got Correa, Alvarez and, you know, and Breggs coming up. That's even better. I'm like, that's almost an automatic run. So you're almost like a, it's like a mental chess game as a fan. I just like I couldn't imagine. When you're coming out of the bullpen, you're like, all right, it's my time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go shine. And I turn, there's a guy at second base. I'm like, it's got to be tiresome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I should think about, especially when you got a speed that was the last out or a pinch runner coming in, uh, like Chaz did for your on right there. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things you think about. Like, you're not trying to get a ground ball here. You're trying to punch tickets. You're trying to strike people out instead of getting the, you know, trying to get the first guy out early on contact. Yeah, and, and you talk about speed. It worked out for for you guys last night. Miles Straw being the last out in the tenth, and then he comes out in the bottom of the eleventh, and he's automatically at second. So that that worked out in y'all's favor last night. Absolutely. I mean, Miles Straw being one of the fastest guys in the, in the big leagues, that was that was definitely an advantage. Uh, Miles Straw. Yeah, and so uh, Andre. Uh, yeah, go just ahead. Sorry. Talk about. I mean, you, you've you've been in the show now. Like, can you just walk us through that? Like, it's obviously every kid's dream. You're in the backyard. You're you're growing up. And you're just like, you know, that's my end goal. I want to be in the show. And now that you've you're living through it and obviously it's been different for you because obviously you came up in, in 19 and then 20 was the COVID year and you got a lot of run last year. And now this year you're expecting a, you're one of Desi's guys and one of the you know, I think you're a high leverage guy. Essentially, you're going to grow into that role. But like, can you just walk us through your you know, 25 years old? You're in the show. Like, what's that about every single day? Has it has it sank in yet? Like what's going on there? I uh, know it's just one of those things that uh, you feel like you're, you're dreaming every day. Uh, it's like you have like really no complaints when it comes to shagging BP anymore or, you know, meeting local fans or stuff like that. I mean, even doing interviews, you just you're so grateful to be in this position. And then you on top of that, you know, you grow up watching the game, watching some of the best and you end up playing with them. It's it's very surreal. You got, you know, Zach Grinke, you know. Ryan Presley, guys, been the show. Guys have been the show for so long. Oda Rizzi, Correa. I remember watching those guys growing up, man, and playing with them in the game constantly. So it's it's definitely surreal. That's awesome. 
when you uh when you talk about shagging BP, you get out there and you ball hawk a little bit, or, or you just kind of take it easy. I'm I'm one of the few uh, power shaggers on the team. Uh, My man, I, I <laughs> like to get after it. I like to get after it. You know, move move this uh, move this body around, get get, get the blood flowing a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's all fun out there. You'll see me out there with uh, Yordan and uh, Brandon Belak in left field. That's that's my spot. That's awesome. I mean, we both played college ball, so we know that that BP life. And uh, I just I could think about like when I was a freshman, I was like, man, this is the coolest thing ever. And then when I was a senior, I was like, this is the most daunting thing. Awful. I hate it. So like to hear <laughs> that from you right terrible. now, you're just like loving it. That's so yeah. freaking sweet, bro. Um, I mean, that's like a, it's like the the pitcher mentality, though, man. I, all the POs that I played with in college, they absolutely loved getting out there and shagging shagging balls when. You got your your outfield squad because I play, I was a right fielder, so you get out there and it's it's like lack of days cool at times, it's monotonous. And then you got you know you're actually trying to get reads on balls in visitor stadiums, and then you got your seventh inning guy flying hauling ass right <laughs> by you, trying to make diving catches, power shagging like you said, Andre. So I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Andre, Definitely I have a few questions. Um, so you went to High Point University. Obviously, you got drafted in the eighth round by the Dodgers, but. What was your decision on, you know, going to staying home essentially to go to High Point? Was what other colleges were you talking to, or kind of what was going through all that before Andre before the show? Uh, well, so I was obviously young. Uh, I had offers from Virginia Tech, Maryland. I had spoken to, uh, you know, schools locally, a couple offers, you know, up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Uh, but my mom had actually gotten sick. Uh, I was working at McDonald's. And I didn't know what my financial situation was going to be. So my number one choice at the time was uh, University of Maryland. Uh, but my mom had gotten sick. You know, I met Coach Cozart. He let me know that, you know, I was going to be getting a bigger scholarship there uh, than they're used to awarding. And, you know, it was, you know, it lined up well with my financial aid. So that mm-hmm. was the main decision and going to high point. But best decision I ever made, Coach Cozart's one of the best coaches I've ever played for. So it was really good. It ended up working out well. That's awesome. That's yeah. it's really cool. And then obviously playing in the Cape, did that kind of springboard you as a prospect to the obviously as college kids, like that is where you want to go. You want to go to the Cape, you want to play with those guys across the country. They come and that's where you play in the summer. How was that experience? And and did you face anyone that's in the show now that you've you've seen up there? Cause obviously that's a it's a talent pool up in up in the northeast. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an unbelievable time. My host family uh, was unbelievable, uh, took really good care of me. But I mean, the views, the food, everything was good. But, you know, the players, I mean, you're not going to see talent like that, especially with coming from a small conference. I mean, I, I mean, I remember the best lineup I faced there was uh, Ronnie Dawson, Bobby Dahlbeck, Kyle Lewis, uh, a brave from Miami, University of Miami. Uh, there was, there was hitters, man. They, I mean, they, there's, there's a lot of dudes there. I was on one lineup and then you got my pitching staff and Zach Allen, TJ Zoik. Jeez. I wow. mean, Zach, dudes. Zach Birdie, like just yeah. absolute names, man. And, and you can see it, you can see why these guys go to the bigger schools. Like I'm there, you know, competing, but these guys get there. And it's like, that's a whole different level of baseball, man. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You, uh, you talk about Kyle Lewis. Now he's in the same division as you guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kyle Lewis yeah, he's, is unbelievable, man. Yeah. He, he's a stud, man. And he, he's a uh, fresh off of an IL stint as well. So that, that, you know, asking one of the questions that I, I wanted to know, uh, I think you've appeared in six games coming off of the IO. How, how do you feel 
physically. I mean, you know, the shoulder, everything that was going on with that issue that you had, the discomfort, you know, what, uh, what was the workout like coming back rehabbing? And then how do you feel right now as, as we're talking on the zoom call? Uh, the workout was, you know, it was challenging at times for sure. But I mean, you trust these guys here. I was working with Jeff, uh, you know, I obviously overseen by Jeremiah, but, uh, I mean, it was tough, but I mean, they know what they're talking about. Uh, it's, I'm as close to a hundred percent as I think that I'm going to get, I feel good. Um, I'm going out there, you know, came out the gates hot, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's been going good. I, I, I got a lot of older guys, you know, that a lot of veterans, especially now that Joe Smith's back, he wasn't with us last season that, you know, the advice, the things you need to hear to get through 162 games, not just 60 games. Uh, but feel great. Yeah. And, and, uh, with, with that question, it's, it's no secret, man, you don't skip a leg day, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the back squat. Uh, that's, that's been my staple since high point. I, I don't really enjoy the single leg as much. I know I need to get better at it for sure, but yeah, do, I, I, do, I, do you I see, like it. I know on a light, or lighthearted note, do you see anything on social media about guy, you know, even men talking about how much of a wagon you've got? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, my father-in-law loves this. Uh, he sent me the tweets all the time. Cause I don't have Twitter. He'll screenshot it and, that's you know, awesome. Got, I'm probably got appreciation guilty. pages for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I, I'm one of the men that talks about your yeah. wagon. I'm not, uh, I'm not even going to. Because I, I don't I, look, I'm a big believer in leg day as well, but I don't have the wagon that you got, my man. So <laughs> it's, it's yeah. the wagon and the and the clap, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm dude. obsessed with yeah, the, the glove clap. clap. Oh, yeah. That's good that stuff. is. Yeah. That's it. Hey, I, I didn't think that was coming back, you know getting that chance to come in a tight ball game, you know, that adrenaline, you know, oh, yeah. like, Oh, you finally made it back to a high level situation. It was, it was good. It was good. What, what was it like? Like, obviously with the COVID year and last year, we just kind of at Apollo kind of coined the phrase, you guys were the young guns, you know, you guys coming up from, from Fayetteville, from Corpus, all these young guys coming up. And obviously it was different because it was a 60 game sprint and there's no fans, but you guys all came up and it was like, you guys were never scared of the moment. I mean, from, from you to, to Blake, to Paredes, I mean, to Luis Garcia pitching, you know, in an elimination game, like how one, how has it feel to like see your boys that you were with, like obviously, and as, as pitchers coming up together as this like new wave and two, it's all seeing that success. And how do you guys sustain that now? Like you said, it's 162. And it seems like the veterans are kind of, you know, doing what veterans do and are leaning on the, the young guys and teaching them all this stuff. I mean, it's definitely uh, attributed to the spring training we had before. You know, when I got there, obviously I was nervous. It was my first real season with the Strohs after being traded. And, you know, Justin Verlander comes up to me and introduces himself. I mean, they make you feel so welcome and it lets you understand what the game's about. But, uh, you know, especially the postseason, Ryan Presley, one of the best relievers, you know, of, of you know, my time playing in the game, uh, probably will be for the next couple of years. Um you know, I'm warming up in Dodger Stadium playing against Oakland. You know, uh, I think it's game, I'm going to say game three or four. And I'm I'm just firing bullets, firing bullets. And he comes up to me and, hey, you're going to be all right. Take a deep breath. Like, slow it down. You know, those those veterans really help out, man. You got – there's a lot of class acts in there. Michael Brantley, I mean, they, they make that moment seem so much smaller. Like, if you see – I saw a play last night where uh, – 
Altuve got the ball from Bregman as he checked the runner at third. And I thought in my head, like, I, I got caught up watching Bregman. How did Altuve know to get to second and yeah. so that he wasn't going to go to first instead of just watching the play? Like, those guys take those big moments and make them so much smaller. And they, you know, they teach that to us. And I, I really do appreciate him for it because it's not like that everywhere. Yeah, my college coach did a really good job of telling us to think a step ahead, think a play ahead, know where you're going to move, know where you're going to react. Uh, don't get caught watching. Don't buy a ticket and watch. Make sure you're always thinking ahead. Um, you talk about the veteran leadership. Around the Houston area and probably amongst the league, you've got Brent Strom that's known as a pitching wizard. And we've seen what he's done with this staff over the last couple of years. Obviously, we as fans have been spoiled with Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Zach Grinke comes into the mix. You've got Ryan Presley dropping off disgusting sliders. Um, what's it like working with Brent Strom? Because he's a, a consummate professional. And, and I would just kind of give me a little bit of uh, insight on what it's like to, to get tips and, and little tidbits here and there and, and tweaking mechanics a little bit. Just kind of walk me through what it's like working with Brent Strom. Yeah, Brent Strom's one of the probably one of the coolest guys I've ever worked with. Uh, you know, you don't see a lot of coaches that have been in this game for that long that accept the analytics and know how to do what they do, you know, coming up through so many years of the game and applying the analytics that the Astros are so good at having. Uh, but he's such a positive human. I'll uh, I'll go out, and, you know, walk a couple dudes. I'm stressed out. And they'll be like, hey, scrub it. You see what they're saying about your curveball? You know, but I'm just like, oh, this guy is always positive. He's never yeah. got anything negative to say. He's, he preaches it. He doesn't like he doesn't like the coaches that, you know, are super negative and super hard on you. He likes to take a positive approach to the game. And, you know, he makes you feel so much better about yourself. So that's awesome. What, what's uh, what's Zach Grinky like? <laughs> oh, man. You know, hearing the stories about Zach was just so confusing because he's an awesome guy. I mean, awesome dad, awesome teammate. Like this guy is just 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. It'll always make you smile. Like goes out of his way to make yeah. you smile. He's a good dude. And one of the best competitors I've ever seen in my entire life. I know we're wrapping up on time. So we got we asked the fans uh, at our Apollo. We tweeted it out and we have some questions for you and uh, we can end it on that. Rapid fire. <clears throat> Rapid fire. Well, I mean, some of these are actually like really like good like, baseball questions. They're good baseball questions. Actually. Here we go. Uh, well, one of them was just like they'd like to hear the story of your reaction when Momi got called up to the show. Oh, it was it was interesting because I actually got told not to get too excited because they said, hey, get to Houston. We don't know if we need you yet. So I'm at the team hotel. My wife's with me. And uh, I end up it's like. I want to say four o'clock. So I'm like, oh, I'm not getting a call up today. No big deal. Like. I'm going to go hop in the shower. Me and my wife are planning on watching the game together. And halfway through the shower, I get a call from Perkis. And I say, you know, get ready. Come to the field. Meet the team for stretch in about 30 minutes. You know, and all those emotions happen so fast. Uh, you know, you really can't, like, describe, like, uh, how it felt in that moment. I'm really glad. Not a lot of people had their significant others or their family there. But I had my wife, you know, to share that moment with. So it was it was definitely really cool. That's awesome. Um, another question from K Mays goes, what are the guys doing the bullpen during the game? And true or false, is the bullpen catcher the single best job in all professional sports? Uh, the guys really just try to stay loose. Uh, there's not – there's not really – you can't get too – you want to focus on the game, but you can't get too tired out by, uh, by uh, you know, 
the stress and the ebbs and flows of the game. You got to stay focused, but you got to stay loose because you're just going to get mentally exhausted. Uh, but the guys just have great, you know, bullpen. You know, I think we had a segment bullpen banter. We just have a great time, great time talking, talking about pitches, talking about the game. Uh, and uh, bullpen catcher, pretty awesome job. They do work really hard, though. It's a, it's one of those jobs they don't get enough credit. They're playing catch with five different starters a day. They're catching all the, the pitchers that are coming into the game. They're playing catch with the outfielder. They're rubbing up balls. I mean, these guys go above and beyond to help us out. That's yeah. a lot of bullets for the wing, though, man. Like, uh, yeah. Are they icing? I mean, they're uh, yeah. doing – Bracamonte, man, he's – I don't know how he does it. He throws BP and he goes back out to the bullpen. I mean, this guy, Bracamonte's got to figure it out. I'll tell you, his arm motion is just so clean. I ask him all the time, like, how does your arm not hurt? And he's like, you know, I think he worked with Clemens, I yeah. think he said, which is really cool, worked on yeah. his arm path, and he's he's hung with it ever since. So, Clemens helping out Bracamonte with his, with his BP form. That's pretty sick. That is – that's awesome. All right, we got, we got a couple of questions about – what we asked about, you know, maybe it was right. about the wagon, but um, what's the workout playlist like? This is from Michelle Neat. Um, what do you what are you listening to on game day or when you're working out? Uh, I'm a big, big believer in mixing it up. Uh, we've been having a good flow of uh, big booty mix going on lately. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, That's our big, jam. Big booty mix guy. That's uh, our jam. But uh, as soon as the game's about to start, I turn on my uh, – I'm a big Waka Flocka fan. Uh, gets me fired up. Um, and my, you know, my brother is a, a producer. Sometimes they'll throw in his beats. That's nice. Uh, That's pretty yeah, sweet. So, you know, just anything that really gets the heart racing. You make you feel something. Big booty uh, mix, man. We, we got introduced to that. We went and covered covered you guys in uh, West Palm Beach that last week of spring training. And that's when we discovered big booty mix. And we've been huge big booty huge, mix guys. Huge big booty mix guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this last, or I think I have two more. Um, this is from Morgan. She goes, when you first met your Astros teammates, who person, whose personality surprised you the most and who was exactly like you thought they'd be? Personally, the surprise me most would be definitely Grinky. Uh, obviously coming from the Dodgers, I heard stories and I'm like, Oh, whatever. You know, and I was actually kind of nervous to meet him, but, uh, easily the night, one of the nicest guys I've ever met, you know, guy I talk to, you know, say hi to you every day have a little conversation guy exactly exactly how i thought they'd be bregman definitely bregman he's awesome dude i always look yeah. i always saw him I was like you know this guy just gets it he's a good young guy like yeah. he's fun and definitely a fun good dude is he's he a, uh he's is a he grinder the salsa dude. is he putting the salsa in everyone's locker hey listen i uh i'm a big advocate for the salsa i would definitely like to see more salsa in my locker okay. uh, but uh <laughs> no he's definitely hooked us up we got some t-shirts we got the salsa you know he's doing he's working he's definitely a grinder on and off the field uh that salsa's you know uh attribute to that so um i mean i your father-in-law is gonna love all these screenshots of, of these wagon comments i'm trying to sift <laughs> through them all but uh oh, man. <laughs> he's gonna love it um uh, i guess the other question uh i thought i saw one that was here but what was what was one thing that when you when you came up to the show what would, like because I, I have a, my buddy Jose Trevino is a catcher for the Rangers and uh, I have a couple other guys in the show as well that I played with growing up and I always asked them I was like what was that moment for you 
when you're like, I'm really here. Like for, for instance, Jose was like, I was at Yankee stadium and I was, I was finally catching in Yankee stadium. Like, what was that moment for you? Like, you're like, yeah, I'm here. This is it. Oh man. Uh, that moment, that, that big moment. Have you even had it yet? Have you, I, I, I had it. I had it. It was definitely my debut night, but it wasn't until like, you know, the bench is cleared. And I'm walking back to the dugout. I'm like looking around because I hadn't really looked around that day because I had, it was the same day I dr- drove all the way from Corpus, and uh, the bench is cleared. Obviously, with what happened, you know. Uh, and I just remember walking back to the dugout, just like I'm on the mound still, and I'm like looking around, like holy crap, like, here I am. Like one, I'm about to be on. I'm probably gonna be on TV for this. This uh, <laughs> yeah. the bench is clearing, but yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like this is crazy. This is crazy. But I mean, I feel like. Even in spring training, just seeing the guys like Verlander, Greinke, Bregman, Correa—it's just such a like, wow! I'm really, I'm really in the same conversation as some of the the greatest players that ever touched the dirt, man. Yeah, and I think I mean, dude, we're huge fans of you, and you've been obviously you come in and you just get out. So it's it's great to see the success you're having, uh, obviously this early in your career. And, and I, I'm excited to keep seeing you grow as a, as a pitcher. And um, my last question is just, is there anything that what's, what's your spot? What's your favorite spot to eat in Houston? It's like, I mean, I don't want to dox where you're going to go. So all the fans are going to go, but like certain type of food, you have a spot you and the wife go to, or is it still, you're kind of venturing out and getting to know the city of Houston? Well, I still uh, haven't been out, out obviously with COVID, with COVID. Uh, but if, you are in the city that I am in. It doesn't matter what city. You're probably going to catch me at a Chipotle. That is, my brothers ask me every day because I play video games. It's, hey, did you get Chipotle today? I, I think in spring training, I hit it, what, 32 days in a row. I'm a firm believer in Chipotle. Are you a Bolay fan in uh, West Palm? Bolay's good. You know, the team gets it. When the team gets it, I'll eat it. Okay. I'll go to Chipotle. Chipotle. So. Oh, yeah. what, what are you gaming? Are, what's the what's the game that you, uh, you're playing right now? I'm a, I'm I'm above average at Warzone. I'm a I'm a laptop PC gamer. Okay. So wow. I I get pretty pretty crazy in the games, but uh, Gears of War. I mean, pretty much anything, any FPS, MMORPG, any of that. So hell yeah, well, that's the game, dude. I am a uh, I'm a PS5 guy. And I'm a very below average Warzone guy, but um, I I'm a every- great Look, I'm a great bullet sponge and calling I, teams out. Yeah, that's what I do, right? You got to know your role and you play it. Okay, yeah. so if you want an ammo box in the last twenty five, I'm there. You want to <laughs> you want you want to know when a guy's knocking you down with an Amex from from uh, three sixty two on the uh, on the compass? I got you, man. Uh, other than that, I'm not very good. I'm not. I'm just gonna be on. I'm gonna be honest. So. But uh, yeah. Andre, man, we really appreciate the time. We'll let you go. I know you got a lot of stuff uh, to catch up on and, and get ready for uh, tonight's game against the Arlington Rangers again. Thank you for the time. Des, you got anything before we get out of here? No, brother, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, Boy, thank you for having me. Yeah. And that's uh, Andre Scrub, one of the Astros pitchers, joining us here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll have segment three right around the corner as we wrap up on Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Segment three here on Beyond the Diamond podcast, Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez here, and we just got done interviewing our guy, Andre Scrub of the Houston Astros, a guy on the staff who's got an absolute wagon. He's been throwing some solid innings 
uh, since coming off of the IL. He's appeared in six games. And I mean, what an interview. What a guy. Just guys being dudes. That was so fun. Like, so fun. Scrub, thanks for coming on, bro. That was that was absolutely incredible. Uh, just to take time out of your day. You're, you're, you're headed to the you're headed to the stadium here in a bit. Like, that was so damn cool. Like, yeah, that, that Fair- interview and just talking baseball. And not just baseball, but life and where you want, like he's gaming and where he's eating Chipotle and big booty mixing. And so, yeah, uh, to hear all that and hear all the stuff that he, we dove into there was, is pretty damn cool. We could have talked to for hours. Yeah. Very, very grateful. Very, very, uh, very thankful that, that, uh, Andre scrub was able to take some time out of his busy day. He told us he had 15 minutes and I think we talked to him for damn near 30. Yeah. So we, we definitely appreciate that. And you and I, Des, you know, we're, we're pretty baseball minded, li- baseball like minded with the baseball IQ side of things. And and I think uh, we could have talked to him for another hour and a half. Honestly, we probably could have talked Easy. for two hours. Um, oh, it was so fun, man. So Bro, fun. When, what a when guy. He was, when he's Seriously. talking about when he's talking about power shagging and, and GP. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, they're just guys out there, man. They're just there are kids just having fun. dude. That's so cool. And I honestly don't think he's had that moment. And I asked him about it. I was like, you know, have you had like that what the fuck moment yet? Like during yeah. the show. Obviously, I forgot about his first day, the the benches clearing brawl. But um, to hear him just kind of like go through his process and just talk about the game and hanging out with the veterans and how they're teaching them, teaching them up and coaching them up is uh, it's pretty damn cool. That's a thing that we need to note and we need to remember, um, not just on Beyond the Diamond podcast, but. Just when we talk Astros, even in our, our group chats and our on the timeline and things like that on Twitter, um, Andre Scrub mentioned multiple times how big the veterans are in that clubhouse from Brent Strom to Zach Grinky. He talked about Michael Brantley. He talked about uh, when Justin Verlander was around. Uh, obviously, Verlander's had the Tommy John, so he's rehabbing, so he's not really around the clubhouse. Um, but I mean, oh, we talked about Joe Smith. Yeah. Joe. Another veteran guy. Um, talked, about, some, talked about press. And I think yeah, that was well, a cool again, moment. He's, he's in the playoffs. Talk, yeah. Yeah. In the playoffs. He said he's just throwing bullets and, you know, getting warmed up. And, and Presley just came over and just was just like, hey, it's going to be all right. Relax. Yeah. I mean, that's a really cool moment that we got to dive in with him there that a lot of people don't get to. And to hear that stuff. It, and it shows. It shows how much veteran leadership means to organizations yeah. and teams. Yeah, and that's that's uh, one thing that I really appreciated that he was able to give us a little insight on is is how these veterans like Bregman, Altuve, um, how they make big moments seem so small, yeah. right? And and um, it's a great line. How how Altuve? There was a play that that Scrub was watching, and in his mind, he's thinking one way, and then Altuve you know, is, is playing a step ahead and he's covering second base and scrubs like, Oh man, see, that's just more proof that these guys make big moments. So small. Um, that's so That's just such good insight, man. It's, um, man, what an interview. I I, look, I'm usually ebbs, you know, I usually flow, but that interview was, was, it was fucking awesome, man. It really was. It really, I, it was, it was, it felt like five minutes and we talked for 30. That's yeah. That's how the, the best way I can explain it to the listeners right now is like when you have a conversation with someone, whether it be at a bar, at work or wherever, a complete stranger and you have a conversation that lasted 30, 35 minutes and it only felt like five minutes for both of the parties. Like 
that's that's special, and that's what we had right there with Andre. And we were flowing, dude. Yeah, we were flowing. Um, man, it was great. I mean, what's up? Do you want to tease yeah, it? I, we could tease it. We could tease our next guest. We haven't we haven't locked down the schedule yet. But if you're still listening this late into the podcast, Mr. Ben Verlander, Justin's brother, but who is killing the game in Major League Baseball content-wise, has a job oh, yeah. now with Fox Sports, has his own podcast, um, huge fan of Apollo, has been with us pretty much from the jump, especially like on Twitch. Like when we, I had five people watching me. Ben Verlander was one of them, and I helped grow his channel, and it's huge now. Uh, Ben's graciously said he'd love to jump on the Beyond the Diamond podcast, so we're going to line him up as a uh, as our guest number two. Uh, we're still working with you know our lawyers and his lawyers and Fox Sports lawyers to to line all that up, but I'm just bullshitting. But we're going to get all old Benny biceps and uh, talk some baseball because he had a hell of a career himself, um, and he's he's killing it, and he's a the young face of MLB content. I'll Fox tell you Sports. what, this is uh, this is only the beginning, Des. This is only the beginning for us. Amen, bro. I mean, we're Andre Scrub was our first. We got Ben Ben Verlander coming on. Hopefully, in the next week. Uh, like you said, we haven't knocked down the schedule just yet, but um, it's just the start, man. Of Beyond the Diamond podcast, we're about to take off. I'm telling you, the bad it. boys of podcasting. We keep that's saying it, it, man. That's it. That's it. Look, that's what we do. At Apollo HOU. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. Look, you either have it or you don't. You have it or you don't. Uh, Rangers, Astros, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Wait, give me your prediction. Before sweep, we baby. Break the brooms out and sweep the Arlington Rangers the fuck back up to Arlington. Well, four, you're, you're, four game sweep is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to say anything Look, because I'm always wrong. So I've been correct on the last two, and I know I've gone with my generic uh, win the series, yeah. to take two out of three. You choke on the chalk every freaking week. I'm sorry. How many predictions have you gotten correct? Uh, not enough. Hmm. Not hmm. enough. No, I'm going sweep here. Okay. I'm going sweep. The Astros squeaked one out Friday night. I'm sorry, Thursday night. Uh, they got the, the, the walk-off winner. I don't know. I just, uh, I'm going for the sweep. That would be so, so, It'd be so huge. the sweep would be so sweet. God, I hate the Arlington Rangers. Man. It would be great for morale. Hey, it, look, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, you know, go, like, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I, I feel I, it. I'm about Dude, to, feel it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a couple of people last night on the timeline that were arguing, trying to drag me in the bullshit. Okay. Look. Arlington Rangers, that's what we call them, all right? They're the Arlington Rangers. They're not the Texas Rangers, okay? They're the Arlington Rangers. So whether you want to say it or you don't, that's fine. Um, Just, man, relax on the timeline, people. Relax. It's Twitter. Oh. We, got a guy, we got guys getting fired up, yelling at us and stuff. About about the term Arlington Rangers, take a step back, go knock down a you know go knock down a cerveza. I almost gave a free ad. We don't do free ads around here. No free ads here. Um, man, over the term Arlington Rangers. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, it's your it's your little it's your little shtick. I mean, I'm not gonna just go with it. I'm I'm just yeah. oh I'm I'm not, just, no 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 it's look, not me. It, look, we're it's just not riding me waves. Take, 
We're it's just, not me trying to take credit for it. That that term's been used all over the place. It's not that. I'm just it's, saying you're carrying you're carrying the cross of it, dude. I'm just saying, just I'll ride the it. waves. I'll bear it. Look, I when I hear that, I associate you now. I appreciate that. When I hear um anything that describes a stud, I think of you. <laughs> I mean, all right, that's I mean, enough. Come on. That's enough. You're not That's gonna give a prediction. No. You're not gonna give a prediction. Uh, sure. I'm gonna say they take three out of four. I'm gonna go the Brian Lalima standard chalk right. answer. That's fine. Either way, they're gonna win another series. They should not lose this series, and they shouldn't even split the series since it's a four game set, right? Agreed. Okay. You want to end on that note? Yeah, we can wrap it up. Um, we will touch base a little with, bit. We will touch base. And a little bit of different, a uh, little different episode this time around since we had our man Andre Scrub on it. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think we'll mix these in interviews, player interviews, people in baseball content interviews, uh, guys that are guys and gals creating content across the league for other fan bases. We'll loop them in as well. Um, it's all about the community and growing together. That's that's always my vision. And so um, we're just gonna keep keep it going, keep going, keep trying new things, and uh, keep being the bad boys of podcasting what we do at Apollo HOU. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Des1, and of course, at Apollo HOU. Look us up on YouTube. Follow our Twitch channel, twitch.tv backslash Apollo HOU. That's going to do it for segment three and wrapping up Beyond the Diamond podcast. As always, we love you. Thank you. The community is great to Apollo HOU. Keep supporting, keep listening, and we're going to keep producing and putting out some of the best content around. Uh, Des, one final send-off before we go. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. That's going to do it for another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network.